Hello and welcome to the It's Not Personal podcast, a podcast about making work more engaging, more fulfilling, and ultimately more human by taking the ego out of leadership. I am here with Ken Grady, a Fortune 500 CIO and business leader, as well as gentleman farmer and snappy dresser. And I'm here with Seth Rigoletti, my always friend and often collaborator and co-conspirator. Seth is an executive and communications coach who's worked with a number of different organizations and whose superpower is helping people understand the difference between what's being said and what's being heard. All right, Ken. Seth. Welcome back. I'm so happy to, to be able to be back together again, talking about uh, workplace environment and, uh, and all, the pe- people there and people there, <laughs> people there in the workplace. Um, I, I just I just want to do a quick. I know we haven't done this in the last few episodes, but just a quick just. Hey, how you doing? You know, really good. Thanks for asking. I, you know, I think. Um, of late, I've had the opportunity to reflect on, you know, all the things, oh, all the things. You know, I've got a couple of kids in school doing well. We host exchange students. You've talked about, you know, the gentleman farmer. <laughs> I, have, mm-hmm. I have my chickens, my pigs, all the, all the critters doing well. My uh, family is all in a really good place these days. And, you know, the, I don't know, the headspace that creates for focused on work, focused on this thing that we're doing, mm-hmm. this conversation that we're having, you know, it's, I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that. And I, I love how you weave in your personal life into your work life. Like you're very good, I think, at being able to talk about the things going on in your life in a workplace environment without making anybody feel like they have to take care of you. You know, I think, uh, thank you for that. I had a realization, I don't know, a few years ago where, and, and this is just on personal note, you know, a few years ago, my mother had Alzheimer's and obviously that was a struggle. It was a challenge. It was tragic. It's a terrible disease. It robs a person, the person, you know, robs them right in front of your, robs you of them right in front of your eyes. And it was tough for me. And I talked about it out loud at work because I realized, you know, it, it's not uncommon hmm. and to struggle with something like that with a loved one of the family. And I, I felt it important that at the time that my colleagues knew why I might be distracted, why I might be not as present. Hmm. Um, and what I realized as a leader is the opportunity to share that, not not in a kind of woe is me way, not in a, you know, like you said, I don't need you to solve this for me. I just, hey, I want you to know I'm 80% here today, and here's why, right? Um, and tomorrow, you know, I'll be 100% or 110, but we'll work it out and kind of we're shared on the objectives. But it gives people permission to, I think, be themselves, to understand not every day is a great day. Mm. Some days are better than others. You know, not every day at work is as fun. Um, I'm blessed that I have a great job, a great company, you know, a great, great set of colleagues, and I do enjoy what I do. But not every day is easy. Right. And sharing that out loud and just talking about, you know, where you are in your space as a leader is a really powerful unwritten message or unspoken message that it's okay for you to have a bad day. It's okay for you to share mm. if it helps what you might be going through. And that's the only way I'm going to know how to help. Right. Right. And that piece about, again, we, we're going to talk about this probably every episode, but that piece about vulnerability being a, a, a key right, yeah. to opening up, to creating space, to making it more psychologically safe for people. And that vulnerability not being, not being a kind of uh, helplessness, right? It's right. not like, hey, guys. I'm, I'm ha- my mom, having an issue with my mom. She's struggling. So don't expect much from me today. Like you didn't say that. No. Right? No. So, you know, I might have, a, you know, a, a different um, capacity today. You know, tomorrow I'll have more and we'll, we'll figure it out. And, and obviously never at the detriment to, to the organization or our objectives or others, but just helping people understand where I was in my headspace and emotionally help people understand, you know, why I might be perceived differently today. Yeah. Yeah. So today we're, um, the topic is what does it mean to be thankful? Yeah. And you know, this, this is something I know is very important to you 
in in your leadership uh it's a it's a it's a tricky one right because we um there's a is a piece. it is it tricky yeah i'll, I'll explain what i mean right. by that it's tricky because uh there's a there's an element that we want to avoid right we want to we want to be thankful we want to take an attitude of gratitude within the organization we want to recognize each other for how we show up for each other and also when we just show up as a real human being we want to be grateful for all of that but we also have to be careful right like we have to be careful of um not feeding this like i need a pat in the head and mm. validation because there's a very big difference between um creating a culture around gratitude or thankfulness uh, awareness recognition versus uh, a culture that is uh, feeding a kind of um, I need you to take care of my ego, which is yeah, a like a, a well, thing. exactly. I, I see what you're saying. No, I think you know I do talk a lot about a culture of gratitude, and we've done some things uh, with my organization to enable that, to reinforce it, to talk about why. Um, and there's a lot of data out there to support you know organizations that have gratitude as part of their. Uh, core value system perform better. And there's a lot of reasons why, and we'll, we'll get into some of that. But I, I, I take your, your meaning as to the difference between kind of meaningless. It's got to be authentic gratitude. It's got to be authentic moments of recognition and connection, not just meaningless, you know, uh, every participation awards. or well, this, th this is actually, and I want to hear some of the examples that you have of what you've done, but this is actually something I learned years ago, probably... 10 or 15 years ago when I was taking a Shakespeare course, I mm. was doing a, um, it was a course on directing Shakespeare. So at the time I was doing directing work and the teacher, Kevin Coleman, uh, was one of the founders of Shakespeare and company. And he made this point, which is that, uh, when we, when we see something, somebody doing a, a, a performance, we say, good job, good job. And his, point about that is that that's actually not helpful right it's actually not um feedback that's that's useful and what he said is that if you if you if your child your five-year-old draws you a painting a picture right and, and typically what we do is we pick up the picture and we say this is the most beautiful amazing piece of artwork i have ever seen <laughs> this thing is like this this is this should go up in a museum i'm going to put this up on the fridge and you tape it to the fridge and for everyone to see. And that kid thinks, I'm done, right? I'm done. I never need to draw another picture again. <laughs> and then that kid later on in life feels very frustrated when he or she sits down to draw because it's actually quite hard to draw, right? It's actually quite hard. It's difficult to get the skill. I got to share that story with my kids because I have a special Christmas tree, a special quote unquote, I'm doing finger quotes right now, air quotes, special Christmas tree where they're the ornaments that they would bring home from class. Everybody. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is going to go in the special tree. <laughs> so I, that that helps me. You know, I can tell them that I was just helping them, yes, right? you're helping right. them. But you're right. It's got to be specific. That's what I meant. With, it's got to be authentic. So, the, you know, so let me just finish. The thing that he said was, was if you say, when they hand you the painting, if you say, I see a horse, or I see a cow, or I see a tree, or you painted the sky green, or you painted the, the ground blue, or whatever the thing that you see, you say that, that kid will draw you another painting mm -hmm. and draw you another picture and another picture and another picture. Because it's more than just saying good job. Right. This is real thankfulness. This is real recognition where I'm acknowledging you and I'm seeing you. So that's what I meant when I said there's a it's a it's a bit complicated for companies because there's this. Well, I gave you a raise. Yeah. Right. Well, I gave you that one once a year, you know, performance review. I gave you that performance review. Yeah. You get all, you know, whatever the <laughs> five stars, five stars, <laughs> you know, and that's that should be enough. That should carry you through. And I think you touched on it. I think you put your finger right on it when you said, uh, you just said something about recognition. And, you know, I recognize you. Mm. And actually, this is what it gets down to. And this is why I talk about a culture of gratitude. Because when you have the opportunity to follow up with somebody after a meeting and say, man, the way that you, again, being specific, the way that you framed that conversation, the way that you guided the discussion towards a decision, the way that you managed that uncomfortable moment, whatever it is, you know, or you, yeah. you delivered this, 
that was really powerful. Like that was really good. That was a great model for others, for myself. I learned something. What you're doing in that moment, when you're saying thank you, I saw you. I saw you. That's it. If oh. you're saying I saw you, which is why, like there's a lot of, you know, I've been part of plenty of projects or whatever, where they hand out at the end of the project, everybody gets a t-shirt or a jacket with an embroidered. And typically I actually decline. I'm like, you take the money and donate it to an animal shelter or something. I'd rather, you know, have an impact that way. And God knows I've got enough branded swag in my closet, like a lot of folks. Um, I don't need any more. Thank you. Um, because it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything to me other than, I mean, I can look at it and remember that I was part of that project, yeah. whatever, but it doesn't actually provide any meaningful recognition to the individual contributions that I may or may not have had towards success. And when you say thank you and you call out somebody, you know, for what, how they led that meeting or, you know, did that work over the weekend or whatever it was to get that deliverable, you're saying, I saw that. And we would not have been, I would not have been as successful without your specific contribution. You know what? Even if you took out, I mean, that's great. The second part of it is nice, right? It's, it's important. But even if you took out that second part, think of how, think of how rarely, mm. right? In a day-to-day, -day, you know, I think about this, like you, you, you pick up a piece of trash in the hallway, Right. I don't expect anyone to throw, shouldn't expect anyone to throw you a party right, if right. you picked up some trash. But wouldn't it be nice if someone just said, hey, I saw you pick up that piece of trash. Thank you. Yeah. Right? Not not like we couldn't have done this without you, right? We couldn't have like this, whoa, can you imagine this place without you picking up trash? <laughs> no, it's just like I saw you. you, you I just you, recognized you, it. Yeah, thank I you. I saw you and you recognized it. I recognized you doing that. I'm grateful. Well, it's, it's funny because we started out, you asked how I was doing, and I, I started out by saying I'm grateful for those things and, you know, the the fact that things are going well with my kids and telling them that, right? I appreciate, you know, that they create space for me. It's kind of just starting with that mindset is also just actually just starting with the mindset of being, finding those opportunities to be grateful is also a really powerful powerful kind of place to put to to start your day to to bring to work to bring to your leadership does that come naturally to you i am a natural optimist i admit i'm glass half full um and but not always again not every day is you know was i grateful when i was going through that time with my mother i had to actually step back and find things to be grateful for mm. i was because i knew that that was look it was tragic you know alzheimer's only ends one way it's never good but I had some time with my mother to find the smiles, to relive the memories, to answer the questions again. And, you know, I was grateful for that time. Mm. Um, and it was helpful for me as I went through that to remind myself to find those things to be grateful for. You know, be able to go on a walk with her, mm. you know, to uh, hear her tell the same story for the 15th time. Right. Right. I could be frustrated. I could be depressed. I could be whatever. But if I reset my mind into a, a, a place of gratitude, it gave me more tools, mm. more strength, more resilience to deal with that. And this is one of the things that I've seen in the data is organizations with a culture of gratitude, because you're creating those connections, those moments where people feel seen, are organizations that build resilience. Talk about resilience. What do you mean by that? I know what I think of that as being, but tell me what it means in your organization. Yeah, I think, you know, resilience is one of the tools that we have or one of, it's like a bank account in a lot of ways. Be really specific. What it, what happens to people in your organization? What happens to them? What, you know, think about what they're in charge of. Well, you know, like any IT, any technical organization, we have a lot of operational components. We have a lot of projects that we deliver on a daily basis. We have a lot of change that we have to deal with. <laughs> we have a lot of change that we have to inflict. Right. <laughs> we right. roll out, we deploy, we create. And so any of those, there's decisions to make during the days. There's surprises that come up during projects. There's defects that get introduced to, not as many, but into software and things. And we could flaw the process. But all of those, if I think of resilience like a bank account, that we create, we build up 
a uh, a volume of resilience in the organizations. All of those those detractors, those headwinds, those challenges take away from it. And God knows, like over the last couple of years of COVID, you know, we have had a number of unforeseeable unknowns. And the bank account that we had built up of organizational trust, of feeling seen, of knowing that from peer to peer, there's recognition and relationships and community gave us the resilience to pivot and lean in and say, okay, today is going to look different than it did yesterday. This month, we don't know what this is going to look like this month. And we're going to learn together. And in some organizations, I think it would be difficult. If you don't have that, it would be really difficult to say, we're headed into a period of unknown. Uh, we'll keep ourselves up to date and trust us. We'll got this. And only because we had built that did it give us, and we kept reinforcing it throughout. Yeah. So I, 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 I love that concept and I love that concept, especially for an organization like IT. I mean, I love it for all parts of the organization, but I'm just going to talk about this piece that I see from a technical standpoint mm. that happens. Um, when things work, we rarely notice. Yeah, we the help desk rarely gets a call to say, hey, thanks, the internet worked. <laughs> hey, thanks so much. Everything's working today. Just want to let you know how much I appreciate that. Like that doesn't happen and it doesn't happen. And I, you know, we can say that from a customer service standpoint, as customers, we ought to be more appreciative. We ought to be more thankful when things work. But that's, you know, that's sort of not how... It's not, that's not sort of the way things go. No. We don't, we, I don't, I don't stop and rate my congressperson every time I drive over a bridge and it doesn't fall down. Right. And say like, right. I want to say how much I appreciate right. what you're doing for us. Like that would be an excess, but internally within the team, because in the team, everybody knows what everyone else has to go through in order to make sure that bridge doesn't go down, mm -hmm. in order to make sure the internet doesn't go down. So every day that something goes through, and I saw you do, I saw you do a little extra. So whether it's picking up trash on the floor or mm -hmm. it's, you know, staying an extra 30 minutes to make sure that's, that this uh, integration actually went through or an hour or whatever, for you to say to me or for me to say to you, hey, I saw that. You know, thanks. That's pretty powerful, right? Yeah. And you know, one of the things that, and again, there's plenty of research to show this, one of the things that's really powerful about it or, or the most effective way for uh, people to receive recognition is actually not from your leader, not from your manager, because your manager sort of has to give you feedback. Mm. I mean, it's part of the job. Hopefully your manager is giving you feedback, you know, again, at least once a year, <laughs> hopefully more often. But your manager has to give you like, that was good. This is, you know, developed us, whatever. But when you have the chance to give a peer feedback, peer to peer, and this is, we created some structures in the organization where I said, I actually, I want to see peer to peer feedback. Let's have the chance to do this. And we use some tools to do this. It's a social platform and you can do it online. It's digital. It's kind of very gamified and quantified and all those kind of things. And we rolled out this program. It's called Thanks. Right, very simple, but and we got ninety eight percent adoption. Yeah, that's awesome. Ninety eight percent activation, awesome. and it's because people felt like when when your colleague, maybe not even on the same team, but says, "Wow, thanks for answering my question. Thanks for staying an extra half hour to make sure this worked. Thanks for getting me that information I needed." It is. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I love getting feedback from my manager, but it's so powerful when somebody who doesn't have to stop and say, "I saw that. That was great." Takes the time to do that. Yeah. And does it publicly? It's amazing. Yeah. The, the the impact that that has on engagement, on retention. And it's such a simple, simple thing to create. It's just, it's so interesting because yes, it has an impact on the person you're thanking, but I would I would bet, and I don't know that study you're talking about, but I would bet that psychologically it has a huge impact on the person actually giving the thanks. It absolutely does. And the people associated. I mean, it's got this kind of ripple effect that it, that it gives. And, you know, again, some of the studies say, like, again, when you get uh, when you get an annual bonus, when you get your feedback, you get your annual review, you, if you get assuming you got a good one, you feel good for about 30 days. Yeah. But now you got to wait the next 11 months to feel good again, to feel that kind of good. Yeah. Well, that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> Maybe you should do it a little bit more frequently. 
But this is that creating that continuous cycle of or culture of recognition where anybody can call somebody else, hey, good job, creates these little moments, these little moments yeah. that add up and add to that bank of resilience that I mentioned. It also creates psychological safety yeah. because if I'm telling you, I see you, hey, I saw that you did this thing. It helped us tremendously. Thank you. I also can say, hey, I see you. You're being kind of an asshole. Yeah. Like you're making this really difficult. What's going on? Yeah. Right? Because A, I'm starting from a position where I already believe your intentions are good. Right? B, you already understand that I can see you and I can appreciate you. So that's another thing. C, right? We get in the habit of actually giving each other feedback. You know, I think that... I think you're right. I think that, um, and maybe I hadn't thought about it that way, but the habit that this has created, creating a platform and a mechanism, the culture or whatever for giving constant feedback, creating the habit of talking to each other about, you know, how I think you're doing. I, I see you acting differently. What's up with that? Normally you're a rock star, right? Is there something going on? Like I, you know, again, shared the story about right, like me feeling yeah. okay telling my team like, hey, I'm right. going through something. Um, creating again that that trust. Oh, so true. You know, and you said it earlier, the vulnerability. Because it actually, in a way, there's. Um, you may not agree. Some others may not agree. There's actually a vulnerability in saying thank you. There is a hundred percent. Well, it depends. It depends. It depends. So, like the the there are people who are just like they're like thanksaholics. They just thank everybody for everything. Like yeah, they they don't say they they don't say you're welcome. They say thank you back. Right. right. Thank you for, you know, sweeping my my floor. Right. Thank you. It's like, wait a minute, why are you thanking me? Because I gave it the opportunity to sweep my floor. Like what so there's that, right? Yeah. But then there's the like the vulnerability of I have to I have to actually acknowledge that I've seen you and I've seen you do this thing, and I have to tell you I appreciate that you did this thing. And to do that, I have to completely step out of the way. Well, I'll give you a story that I think, I always think about this story as a, a, a person on my team. She reported to somebody who reported to me, so a couple of levels down. And she was a business partner. She worked with uh, part of our organization, trying to help plan. And I was trying to trying to prioritize some work, trying to get, you know, get something through the priorities. And, oh, man, it was frustrating. And because there's a lot going on, right? So to like get everybody aligned um, and get them all to say, yeah, this is the thing we need to be working on. And she pulled me aside and she said, Ken, I see what you're trying to do. Never going to work the way you're doing it. Mm. And she said, they're not like they're focused on A, B and C. And you're over here trying to tell them that, you know, actually this G and H are important but they can't let go of what they're doing. You need to help them let go of what they're doing or solve that problem before they can create brain space. And I said, oh, my God, thank you. Yeah. And she was telling me I was doing it wrong. She's like, you're not going to be successful that way. Here's why. And she was absolutely right. And, you know, I had to thank her. I was like, she's correcting me. And here's I thanked her for actually being brave enough to, to come up to me. It was you know, in a position of leadership or whatever and telling, hey, like, you, you need to go this way rather than that way. Yeah. And man, that was powerful. And I loved it. She's somebody that still will tell me when I'm doing it wrong, which is great. Right? Yeah. And I tell that story out loud in front of my team because I, I absolutely will do it wrong again. And I want people to feel comfortable and know that I'm grateful when they point out that there might be a better way. Yeah. No, I like that. And 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 what's it's interesting about that for anyone who's listening, if you if you are a leader within a company or you run a company or whatever the, the or an organization, um, this is something that you could start today. But what Ken just described takes time to build. That you know people have to get used to the idea that you are going to be appreciative of that kind of feedback. We have to get used to the idea that we want actually to get better and we want to be seen. And what I say about that is that, you know, there's some organizations that I have done work with where being seen is a problem. Mm -hmm. Like 
I told the story um, just the other day that, uh, and I don't remember if I told this in these podcasts, but when I first started teaching, I was told uh, like that there are two things you got to do. One, you got to show up to breakfast and dinner. Or, yeah, you got to show up to breakfast and lunch rather. And two, um, and you had to wear a tie every time. Mm. Right? And two, uh, no phone calls. And I said to the person who was like, he was a more senior than me. It was like, I was like, what do you mean no phone calls? He's like, ah, no phone calls. And I was like, what do you mean no phone calls? He's like, you don't want anyone calling you for any reason. Don't do anything that makes anybody call you. And I said, <laughs> I said, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, what if someone's calling me to tell me what a great job I'm doing? He's like, you're not listening to me. <laughs> he's like, you need to be present at all of these things. So go to morning chapel, go to the morning meeting, go to the breakfast and, and lunch and dinner, uh, wear your suit and tie, blah, blah, blah. But like, don't do anything. That gets you noticed. And I thought that was so fascinating, right? Because most, a lot of, not most, a lot of organizations operate off of how do I get through this day mm. without getting noticed? And you're saying something like, hey, how do we notice each other? Yes. But not how do we notice each other from this top-down standpoint. No. Right? Or notice each other from this point of, but like, hey, how come Ken gets to bring his lunch in and I didn't get to bring my lunch in? <laughs> right. Right? Not that way. Right. Notice from like a I see what you're doing there. I see how hard you're working. I see how what you've put into this. I see how you've kept this team together. I see you. Well, we, we start with this, you know, a fundamental premise, which sounds silly, but maybe we should say it out loud. Everybody is here for a reason. Like the people that are part of the team have been selected for their skills, their experience, their perspective, you know, their contribution. And that's a really good place to start. Right. Can we just say something about that? Yeah. Everyone's here for a reason and we actually know what that is. And we actually know what it is. <laughs> right. We actually know and, what that reason is. And so, you know, imagine being part of an organization. It sounds like you don't have to imagine that hard, but being part of an organization where the reason you're here is never mentioned. Never mentioned. It's never, never noticed. Never noticed. Never noticed to be mentioned, except maybe once a year in passing and you get your review or you get your feedback or you get whatever. You know, now let's compare that to an organization, a team, a culture that celebrates why you're here, your contribution, your engagement, your learning, your opportunities, all of those things. And I mean, by celebrate, I don't mean like throws a party when you pick up a piece of trash, but notices mm. in a way that you can hear, in a way that you can feel. And that's where, you know, the, the difference in engagement is huge, the difference in development and the difference in, you know, somebody wanting to be there to know that they're going to get that recognition. Because we are social creatures. Right. We are tribal creatures. And we want to know that our tribe values us. And that's what I mean by the culture of appreciation is we need to find the ways to help our tribe, our team, our organization at an individual and collective level Feel valued. So you did something there that I want to, want to name that's really interesting is that you use the word tribe, right? And you also said everybody's here for a reason. And what happens is in, in a lot of organizations, we're seeing this, you know, across the country in many ways, like you, you can adhere to a tribe and then you have, you're like, everyone else is the other. Mm. Right. But you, you're saying we're all actually part of a tribe. We're all part of the same tribe in well, that sense. You we're know, all part of this group. I, you know, I say this, I say, there's lots of different ways to define tribe, right? And you, and you can belong to more than one. But if you're like me, part of a for profit company, a publicly traded company, I say, hey, we're all working towards the same stock price. Hmm. Right. We all have the same objective. We all have the same ultimate measure of value contributed. And so when we get into points of tension, conflicts, disagreement, oh, and God, we all have those. We all have to, like, again, ground ourselves, and we're here for the same purpose. That's what unifies us as a tribe. Now, even within that, we have tribes, tribes within tribes, tribes of professionalism. I've got, you know, cybersecurity tribe and a data engineer tribe and a project right. management tribe and all that kind of thing. But if you can see that, if you can see how those things inter intersect, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but if you can see how they intersect, you can appreciate how they work together. Well, this goes back to, you know, our last conversation, one of our last conversations, we talked about respect. And I, mm -hmm. I, I told you, like, I start from a position of offering respect, because even if I don't know you, I know you're part of my tribe and I know you're here for the same purpose. Right. And so that 
grounds us. And now we add in later in this kind of, okay, and I value the purpose, even if I don't understand it. And I don't always have to. I don't always understand the, you know, the specific contributions of my legal team in all cases and mm-hmm. in intellectual property. It's just not where I'm grounded in. Mm-hmm. But I actually value and appreciate the fact that somebody else is so that right. I don't have to think about it. Right. Right? So right. that they or they can answer my questions. And, you know, being appreciative of that and that opportunity is just it's a just it's a starting point for leadership that I think helps people overcome the 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 gaps in understanding. So this is actually it's so fascinating for me because when I'm working with individuals and I'm working with individuals usually around their communication and their leadership and how they're perceived, usually it comes down to uh, trying helping them try to understand how to deal with the fact that they're not appreciated in the way that they'd like to be, right? So try to to manage how they communicate their value, manage how they better control their own emotions, manage how they come across, um, all these things, right, that can get in the way of being seen. And that, you know, it's, very, it's a very effective tool to have with coaching one-on-one because you can sort of help that one person navigate and find their own agency and in, in, in authenticity and power within an organization, no matter what the organization is. But then there's this other thing of like, well, imagine if the organization was also doing that. Imagine the organization also was like, and I see you and I appreciate you. Imagine what could, what could um, happen in that. In that. I, I'm so glad you, you, you took it in that direction because it made me think of, I've, I've been talking about how I express appreciation, how I model appreciation and gratitude and certainly in my career mm. and in times, in, in times that you and I have known each other, right. right. In my career, I've had to kind of step back and say, you know, I found myself in a place where lots of points in my career I've been working for a long time, you know, where I don't feel as appreciated as I want to be. I don't feel I don't feel like they really value me right. and reflect. Now, the way that I express gratitude may not be the way my colleague expresses gratitude. Someone else expresses gratitude and had to actually pause and reflect. And this is an important aspect is if you find yourself in that moment, if you find yourself in that situation, sometimes, as I've had to do, stepping back and actually thinking, Wait, is is he or she actually telling me she values me in a way that maybe I'm just not fluent in? That I'm not conscious? Like, I need to actually listen harder. Yeah. You know, because uh, it could be that I just don't understand how that person expresses gratitude. Right. So this gets back to my initial part about where it gets tricky, right? Because sometimes I bring, I'll bring a need to the conversation. Yeah. Where, you know, it kind of, it can be unquenchable right like I, I need to be told if i'm told today you know this is why telling someone you're doing a good job never works because yeah. if you tell me today i'm doing a good job and tomorrow you tell me i'm doing a good job and the third day you tell me i'm doing a good job and the fourth day you tell me a good job and the fifth day you forget to tell me <laughs> maybe I, i'm not doing a good job I, maybe i'm not doing a good job right but if you say to me you say to me you i love seth how you ask questions in this meeting you know that you're willing to ask questions that really move us forward you know what i'm going to keep asking questions that move us forward and i'm never going to doubt that that's something that is valued and i'm going to get better at that yeah and i'm never going to wonder if you see it anymore because you already saw it and now i'm just going to do it all the time and now i'm going to give that to someone else yeah right yeah it's um it, it's it understanding or creating the specific and actually so, so when I talked about not really knowing whether I was hearing gratitude actually right. what you just mentioned is is sort of the tactic I took which is asking for specific feedback what do I do well what do I not do well creating a moment where okay I understand what you're grateful for and I understand what you want me to work on there's there's so there's a thing that they said there's three different kinds of feedback uh, this is um, from the book. The Thanks article. for the feedback. Thanks for the feedback. Yeah, yeah. So three different kinds of feedback. There's appreciation, coaching, and evaluation. And an evaluation is that one of like good job, bad job, mm-hmm. which, you know, we're 
we sort of like default to that. I call that judgment, but that probably has a tone to it. But evaluation is probably yeah, better. So we evaluate principle. somebody, we like yeah. we judge them. It's good or bad, right? Yeah. Like good, you did it or you didn't do it. Yeah. Um, the appreciation one is something we don't know we're asking for. And sometimes we ask for evaluation. Like, what'd you think of that meal? I cooked you a meal. What'd you think of it? And you might be like, eh. <laughs> like, the chicken was a little overcooked. You know, like, the sauce was a little bland. And I'm like, ugh. You know, like, I guess I was asking for appreciation. <laughs> I guess I wasn't well, asking for... Well, that's the thing, too. And, that, and certainly, I think that was covered in the book you mentioned. Thanks for the feedback. But um, when you're asking for one thing, when you're asking for appreciation and you get evaluation, it hurts. That's not what I'm asking for. Right. And if I'm asking for evaluation... And I get appreciation. Oof. It doesn't mean anything to oh, me. I'm, like, so I'm not annoying. asking you like, good job, attaboy. I'm asking for like, how could I improve? I'm asking for what did you need more of? You know, um, and that's the key is knowing what you're asking for in the moment and knowing where the place for each of those is because I think there is a place for each of those. Right, and then coaching, in my mind, falls into this piece that you've been doing. I see you doing this. I see you doing this. Here's what I see happening when you do this. Well, I think that, you know, bringing it back to the gratitude and, and why we've chosen to focus on this today. If I only gave coaching without expressing gratitude, it makes it more difficult or it can make it a lot more difficult to receive the coaching because it feels like evaluation. Yeah. Like it would be even better if when you came into this meeting, if you had an agenda, if you took minutes, if whatever, like that's how to make this better for next time. And if I didn't offer any appreciation for the things that went well, and that's assuming, by the way, again, back to the point of like vacuous appreciation is meaningless. Like don't just make up appreciation for the sake of making it up, make it authentic. But if I'm able <laughs> to say, you know, you handled these questions really well in the meeting. Next time, to avoid this many questions and to make sure that we, we end on time, having an upfront agenda. So even that, even that. Shifting it into coaching. Yeah. You, you, you handle these questions very well. What if we were to actually break that down? So appreciation, let's, let's split appreciation into two different pieces. One is I appreciate you. I appreciate who you are and what you bring to the table as a person. Two is I appreciate what you do, right? They don't have to, they don't necessarily have to be together. No. Right? I can appreciate you and not appreciate what you do. Or vice versa. Right? Or vice versa. The, the signal here is when I say you handle those questions well, I have to ask myself before I actually say that, I have to say, what do I actually mean by that? Mm. What do I actually mean by that? Is my, am I just saying that to get to the part where I want to tell you how you didn't do a good job? <laughs> or do I want to act? Is there like something you actually did? Yeah, no, it's got to right? be sincere and it is most powerful when it is specific. Yes, thank you. That's that's what I was trying to say. It yeah. is the more specific you are, the more powerful you have a chance to actually not only help that person do that more, right? Or build a trust with that person. That person actually understands what they did because a lot of times we don't actually know. Well, you know, just to build on our hypothetical example, like if I was able to take it to the specifics of I appreciate that you had the data ready to address the questions that you use the data to specifically highlight your thesis and that you brought us back from being distracted down a rat hole, you know, those kind of things. So there's very specific points of feedback in our hypothetical example. And then it does create the, again, I saw you, I recognize you, I trust you. So you're gonna reinforce those behaviors that you just, as you mentioned before, you're always gonna have the data and try and anticipate, you know, cause you know that works. And then, it creates a moment where you're going to receive coaching. You know, if I need to coach you further and say, you know, next time it would, what if we had an agenda up front where, or we included the data as a pre-read or yeah. those kind of things to avoid and make sure we don't end up down the rat hole or the temptation. You can receive that coaching from a different place because you feel your what you brought to the table was valued and, and, and uh, contributed to success. Right. So those are the kind of moments that, you know, I think we can't as leaders let go by, frankly, because how otherwise, if we just walked out, I was like, hey, good meeting. Yeah. 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 Next time, yeah. Have a repeat. Yeah, that's, that's so good. So like just to link the, the I see you, the coaching stuff and the thankfulness, the gratitude piece. 
you know, Kevin Coleman used to say in that, in that, in that workshop, he used to say that uh, when you see somebody, we're so alone most of the time. We're mm. so like in our heads that when you actually see someone and you share what I see, what I see about you, it's like, he says, it's like rain on a desert. It is just, it is just flowers and green. It's like, it's amazing what comes up. And we're so stingy with this. I mean, I know yeah. you guys put this into a, a policy. Like you actually do this as a program, as a, as a culture, culture. Right? Yeah. As a culture piece. But that like, like, it's amazing to me how, how terrible we are. Well, and here's the other deliberate thing that we did in this program or in this culture, whatever we created. So make sure you're being grateful for the right things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, not, not just outcomes. Not just outcomes. But so as just an example, so I'm a CIO, I lead an IT organization. We do, as I mentioned, lots of operations, lots of projects, software builds, you know, all that kind of thing. And we had, we had awards. We have awards that are for you know, quarterly recognition. And, you know, things like excellence and innovation. And we had this one award that was the Diving Catch Award. We would celebrate, and I'm grateful for you for saving the day, for putting out that fire. And I just talked to the team, and I said, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I am grateful when people, like, save the day and we get heroics. But I actually, we don't, we don't really want a culture of heroes, do we? We yeah. want a culture of thinking ahead and, like, collaborating and... And not putting out fires. Let's, I mean, let's learn from those moments, but let's right. not celebrate them. I mean, this is this is hilarious. This is exact. So in baseball terms, I know you're not a baseball guy. Diving catch. That's a, that's a thing. Cash, yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, Joe DiMaggio and Henry Aaron both were outfielders who were tremendous outfielders. And both were accused of being kind of lazy because they always were exactly where the ball was supposed to be. Yeah, they always they never dove. They never ran. Like they, I mean, they ran, but they didn't really like everything looked easy when they did it. But those players and, and they've been through is always one in every uh, every season. Those players who throw their body down to catch a ball, they know what they're doing. Because they know that those catches are going to be on the highlight reel. Right. And the problem with those catches is that they're always like. You see the ones that they catch, but you don't see all the ones that they don't catch, right? Because they're diving, because they're making such a show. And people don't appreciate that on the team because it's like, it's risky, right? It puts exactly. them in a situation of risk. So yeah, when you, there's, there's a, there's a, a saying in, in theater that I remember reading in this directing book that you get what you see, like from the actors, you get what you notice, basically. Mm -hmm. So if I notice everybody is like forgetting their props or or you know messing up this one blocking thing, if I if I pay attention to that, I'm just going to keep getting that. I don't That's know why that is. That's <laughs> it. So this has been part of our conversation as an organization around gratitude: is what are we grateful for? Mm -hmm. And actually, being not prescriptive about it, being pretty thoughtful about what are we grateful for, what do we celebrate, how do we recognize, has been really an important aspect of this because I like that you get what you see. And if I see diving catches and if I award diving catches, we're going to get more diving catches. And I'm like, no, actually, I'd like more planful prevention. That'd be great. Let's yeah. celebrate that. Let's be grateful for that. Call it out um, and learn from the other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the the noticing and sharing and building that into your culture where I, I feel empowered to share with another person what I see. I mean, I remember one CEO telling me that he made one of his managers, one of his executives go on the floor of the plant. And he said, you have four thank you cards and I need you to write out something you see on the plant. I need you to write out what you saw them do. And I want you to give it to them. And she struggled so much with this because she had this lens where she could only see what was going wrong. Mm. Right? It's very hard, right, to, to get out of. I mean, this is this is a it's very easy, I should say, to to see what people are doing wrong. It's so funny you tell me that story because it, it brings me back. And maybe this is part of where this all came from, is because my mother always made me write thank you cards yeah. uh, when I get a gift as a kid. 
And, and she told me, oh God, she didn't know she was a, a business leader for the 21st century. She told me, be specific. You can't just say thank you for the gift. Thank you for the Lego set, erect, whatever it was, you know, Mr. Smith. Um, so, and even now, like, you know, it's amazing how powerful it is and how much, even now I have, you know, the, the, the instinct to write thank you yeah. cards. Um, I still like seeing the physical uh, card go through the mail. But, um, yeah, it's it's it goes back to that principle you said. You get what you see, you know, from this. Yeah. And it, again, being thoughtful about gratitude as a leader is going to create moments and uh, engagement in the team in a different way. And it's surprising to me mm. how little we talk about it as a business. It's, in it's, businesses. it's surprising that when we do talk about it, we talk about it in this weird kind of like touchy-feely HR sort of like, like um, it sort of gets grouped up with all these other things that sort of feel good and fuzzy and nice. But like what you're talking about is... It, it is core, right? It is core. How we feel about work and how we feel about the people we work with dramatically impacts how well we work. Oh, yeah. No, creating a sense of team is really creating a sense of community. Yeah. Creating a tribe, you know, where we all have our parts and pieces to play. But knowing that our tribe mate, our squad mate, our teammate is finds what we do valuable and you know is more successful because we're here mm. than if we weren't mm. um and even if that means that the hallways are a little cleaner because you picked up the trash right you know it doesn't have to be all uh, all about being successful you know for with each one of these things but it just changes the way the organizational culture the engagement levels and the stickiness of teams and right. Back to that whole notion of you're building resilience in the organization through a culture of gratitude. Oh, I love it. I love it. So the next episode, actually, which is just a great segue for this. The next episode is you hear me, but are you listening? Oh, it's perfect. This and, is... and listening is a huge way that we let people know that we see them. Well, and, and and as I said in the intro, I think this is a thing I know you work a lot on is helping people understand the difference between what's being said mm -hmm. and what's being heard. But I'm not going to let you go without you describing what are you grateful for these days? Yeah. So I've been thinking about this. I um, I do have a practice of gratitude and I try to like go through things that I, just to, so a little context here. When I grew up, I grew up with uh, kind of a negative lens. I sort of saw, if you asked me, when we were, if we were in college and you asked me how things are going, I have a laundry list of what wasn't going well. So you were the glass half empty to my glass half full. I was like a, I was like wanna, I, 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 I was trained to be half empty. Okay. Right, I, I actually, when I really came down to it, I believed that things were gonna work out, but at the, at the my habit, my habit was to complain. And so I am so grateful every time I stop and I think about all the things that all the people who have helped me get to where I am and all the things I've had to overcome to get to where I am and who I'm becoming right now. And maybe that sounds self-serving, but it is like it is so amazing to reflect back on our lives and realize who I was then right? 10, 20, even 30 years ago, mm. right? Like, like as a young, young man, like who I was then helped me become who I am now. And so the work, if I would say like the gratitude work that I'm working on right now is looking back at that 20 year old, 25 year old, and, you know, having those cringe moments where I'm like, oh, I can't believe I thought that. Or I can't believe I did that, or I can't believe I said that, and be like, you know what? That thing, that thing I said, that thing I did back then, really led me. Yeah, to we this moment. we are the accumulation of our experiences yeah. in a way. Yeah. And, How about yourself? You know, I I think about that too a lot. In that, you know, here we are. We have this opportunity to do this work together, right? And it comes out of, you know, you and I have collaborated on a number of things over the years. We're building on our experiences. It even comes out of these last two years of COVID and crisis and thinking about how to lead teams differently. And would I be here right now if it hadn't have been for that? Would I be mm -hmm. able to articulate this right now? Absolutely not. I am grateful to have had the support and friendship 
from so many through this mm-hmm. um, as we have figured out a new way to work right. and keep challenging ourselves in this question of like, you know, folks had said at one point at least is like, well, I can't wait for it all to go back the way it used to be. And I keep thinking, I don't know that we want that. And I'm just grateful that we live in a time, in an industry, in a space, in a culture, whatever, where we have the flexibility to think differently. Yeah. And that's that's really powerful. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know what? It's a lot of fun. It is. I want to say, I want to add another thing yeah. to this. I want to say, um, since we're talking about thankfulness and appreciation, I want to say something I appreciate about you that, um, and I didn't tell Ken that I was going to do this, but I've just been thinking about this, that. Uh, you know, I appreciate so much, Ken, your enthusiasm and clarity about what makes you enthusiastic and your willingness to share that. So like I, I feel even this podcast that we're doing, I feel like, you know, I, I am buoyed up by your enthusiasm and the energy you bring to it. And I appreciate so much the, the, I said clarity, and I also want to say purity behind it. I feel like you genuinely want to be in here and you genuinely want to talk about these things. Well, thank you for that feedback. It really is meaningful. I think that as a leader, wherever you are, and, and I don't mean just as an organizational leader. I mean, you could be an individual contributor and still leading an effort or leading by example. Mm. Really, the, the art of leadership is to help others be better. Mm. Help the team be better, but help individuals be better as well. And so this is, while I'm a technologist and I'm a business leader and all of those things are true, the part that sparks joy when I hold it up, I mean, I love problem solving, I love those kind of things too. Um, I do love what I do. But the part that sparks joy is when I see somebody else doing something well and feel like I had something, even a little thing to do with that. And as my leadership experience continues, you know, to evolve and grow and whatever over the years, I have realized that that is really the satisfaction that I take from all this work that we do. Mm. So thanks for sharing that, Seth. I'm also grateful for this time and conversations that we have. Yeah. All right, Ken. Well, I'll see you next time. See you uh, next time. Appreciate everybody for listening and talk to you soon. (laughs) 